I'm Paul Hamill and you're listening to the Grassroots Coach Podcast, a podcast for grassroots soccer enthusiasts. We talk to our parents about, you know, when you're on the way home and, and myself and Paul are driving home and the two boys are sitting in the back and we don't think they're listening and we're going, Paul Smith's jumping his crap. I don't know why he's even in the squad. I don't know why he's in the team. That's horrendous stuff. Sure. Yeah. The two boys are sitting in the back. They're going, yeah, he is crap, yeah. They go back training on Tuesday. They tell the other four. Yeah, yeah it's, he's a, it's a great point because you, you sometimes can let your guard down yeah. without and realizing, like, yeah. We, we'd yeah. say that the parents, that you, you, like, you know, it's, it, it's a big, big responsibility on you. Mm. You know, if you have a problem with something, you come to the coach or you come to me or whatever, but do not speak like that in front of the kids yeah. because they eventually alienate the younger the, or the player. Mm. You're going to pass the ball to them and all that stuff. So, in this episode, I speak to Johnny McDonnell, Director of Football at Belvedere Football Club, and Paul Smith, Football Director at Home Farm FC, where we discuss effective communication on match day with schoolboys and schoolgirls. Going back to the communication and involving players at, at any age group and stuff like that, something that I do, whether it's right or wrong, at, at half time in a game, particularly with younger players, and Johnny alludes to the fact that they may not even be listening, right? So there's, there's, we all know that you could be talking and talking and you might have nobody listening or some lads are looking around them or whatever it might be. And I've all, always stick to the three things. We tend to remember things in threes. You know, you, you'll remember the first thing and you definitely should remember the last thing. But, but by, by combining things into threes, we tend to remember them. And I always just work on the basis of, as best I can, three offensive points. So three, here's three points for when we have the ball and here's three points for when we don't have the ball. And for me, for half time, I think that's enough for them to be taken on board or even less than that, where I think sometimes we get into this verbal diarrhea of trying to get everything out there where actually they're really not taking it in. I'm just interested in your um, view on that. It depends, uh, Paul. It depends on on what again, w- what you're trying to achieve, what your outcome is. As Paul Smith said there, what your philosophy might be or what your plan. So, but this is half time, Johnny, and you've only yeah. got, as you know, a small amount of time, and, and younger players in particular. Well, if 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 it's a five v five team, five v five game, you, you can nearly just give one little point to each player. Yeah, keep dribbling that, and Johnny. Paul, yeah, just maybe a little bit higher up the pitch, please. And, you know, if he gets that, and you might have to explain. So you're giving one instruction to each player. Huh. Again, it goes to seven aside. You can still give out. It could be the two at the back, the three in midfield. So, again, uh, uh, keep it clear, keep it, keep it concise. So, so you, might, you <laughs> might combine that into positions, if you like. So here's a message for the defenders. Here's a yeah. message for the midfield. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Or you might say... We're working today. We're, we 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 spoke about working on air defending, and no matter what way the game is going, because as Paul just alluded to earlier, it's about the winning, the winning, the winning. So if we're working that we know we need to work on air defending, you know, and it's hard to do. But you could be winning three one, you could be losing three one, you could be drawing one all. It's a tight game, so you still need to to focus on your plan. So we need to say there two holding midfielders. Johnny, Paul, you're getting too far forward. Remember what we worked on on Thursday? I want you to sit there. I want me to, 
me wing backs, make sure you're tucked in, or me full backs, wherever it is. We want me nine, nine dropped off, or your ten dropped off. We want our midfield nice and tight. So you're still working on on on, on your plan of the defending better as individuals, as a group, as a unit, and as a team. Now you've got to use that in the match situation. It's really really difficult because you want to win the match. See, I, I think that half time is obviously so important, you know, because you know you can be shouting from the sideline. And wasting your time and, and going horse in the process. So that's where you earn your crust, if you like. That's five but minutes they, at half time or whatever you have, you know. But but there's no but they know what you're talking about, Paul, because you mm. worked on it. Yeah. And this is gonna take us three or four weeks. Then th- there might be that two or three things. But then you might say, look, physically we need to, to you know work a bit harder. We need to get a bit more down the right hand. So you can go to other points then uh. that are up in the air. And I'll, I'll just give you, I won't stay too long, but you know, I, I remember when I was working with Brian in the Pharaohs and we were playing matches and Brian is up watching the match and I'm making points and I say, Brian, the six needs to, we need to make sure the six, he's too far up the pitch. Yeah, I have that. And Brian keeps saying, yeah, I have it. And, for me, going in a half time, in the madness of the match, you could be playing Italy away, you could be playing anyone, you could be anywhere. Huh. And I say to Brian, no matter what happens here to your half time, we need to make sure we get these three points across. Huh. It could be four, but yeah. it, it's vital because you have to go back out for the second half with good instructions are starting again. So, yeah, they have to be clear and concise, the points, and relevant to what you're trying to do, or relevant to what's happening in, in the match. But would you agree that sometimes too much information is just, it loses its effect, if you like, if, if there's just too much being yeah, talked about? No, Paul, yeah. do you want to go on there? Yeah, yeah no, absolutely, Paul. The, the thing about it is, is I've observed, I've observed a lot of coaches uh, over, over many years and uh, I've got a great learning out of just observing people and listening. As I always say to people, we've one mouth and two ears and that's for a reason. Um, and I do just take great, just, just listening to people. And um, I won't mention names, uh, but it was refreshing to see two coaches who played at the highest level, uh, one in England and one here in Ireland as well, coaching a very youthful uh, team. I think there were 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds. And uh, they sat the individuals down and um, you couldn't hear the coaches speak if you know them, if that makes sense. I had to go closer. But every kid was sitting, listening intently. And the information they were given was, as Johnny said, it was to little Johnny, little Billy, Paul, whoever it was, uh, as individuals. And then they talked about the collective. But the, the things they honed in on, lads, were all positives. They didn't hone in on the negatives. They actually commented on the last time we were training, uh, the last few times we've been training, we've worked on basically A, B, C, D, and E. Every one of those lads is, is working well today, but we need to keep doing those. And as you know, and it goes back to Johnny, and I call this process. This is just process. We said we'd work on this for three months, and this is only the second week. So the kids knew that it's not going to happen overnight. Not gonna, and I spoke to two parents on the sideline also of two of the kids on the pitch, and I just said, I said that was one of the that was one of the loveliest and best team talks I've ever heard, and it was just that they were experienced. Now, while that was going on, the other team, in contrast, I could hear the coach if I stood on the far side of the pitch. 
uh, and that was a difference. That was a different scenario. It, the coach was actually talking at them oh. rather than talking with them. <clears throat> and I, be honest with you, um, and bo- neither clubs, by the way, Home Farm or Belvo were these teams, by the way, just for <laughs> clarity. Uh, but it, it was it was just a refreshing to see one take it. So and. The, to be honest with you, the, the, the negative side of the, the guy that was raising his voice, shall we say, he was frustrated. His kids weren't, by the way, because his kids were playing the game they love, football. So, but Paul, they, the, other, the other thing, sorry to cut across you, but the, I think what can be important as well is, and I know when you're doing your team talk, you know, at school by level, typically out on the pitch, and the parents will be away from that, but the parents are still observing they may not be able to hear you, but they see the body language and the whole lot. And, and I personally, if my lad is with a coach and I thought the body language was aggressive or whatever, I'd be thinking, I'm not sure yeah, what well, my lad involved here, you know? So no, it's important to show no, that people are watching, you know? Yeah, but just for clarity on that, it wasn't that the coach, uh, the, the negative coach that I no. saw, it wasn't per se that his body language was horrendous. But my point is, he was much more frustrated than his players were because sure. of what was happening in the game. And the, the one thing that coach didn't recognize, lads, was the other team had better players. He couldn't, he couldn't live up to the other team he was playing against. And the coach had the problem, not his players. So, Paul, again, I'm listening and stuff coming into my head. So, you know, as the coach, yeah, push, he needs to get his players to the level and you see the ad on the telly where the team loses 8-0 and he goes, well done, lads. They would have beat any other team 12-0. You know, so it was positive. But you're trying to get your players up to a certain level. And some players will go there and there and whatever. But yeah, you bring it, again, we're educators, we're coach educators. You bring a lad in at the start of the season and he's a little bit off the rest of them. And by Christmas, you have him up to speed with the rest of them. That's that's winning for me. That's absolutely winning for me. That the, the 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 young boy or the girl now has become acceptable into the group as a level, as valued as everyone else. And you have to bring that into the game, Paul. What you said, he didn't recognise that they were maybe so far ahead of him. But play to the capacities. And and a half time he'd be saying, "We're we're we're on schedule. We're playing to our capacity. Don't worry about the score." Well done, Johnny. You got in four times. We got three crosses in. That's what we've been working on. And the positivity is so, so important. Another big thing for me is looking uh, with young kids is get down on the level with them. Get down on your knees. Can you imagine if, if, if the three of us were standing, sitting here and somebody is 15 or 10 foot above you roaring and shouting at you? Like that's that's can be horrendous to some yeah, kids. Yeah. Other kids can take it. So you've got to get down to their level and keep it nice and simple. And so, the body so, language and, and, and the behaviour is vital. Yeah. Just to just to finish up on this topic, uh funny story for me, when I came into home farm uh this season, we, we played a friendly against a team that were, were much, much better than us. So it's kind of linked to what we're talking about. And we were hammered, you know. I mean there were there were bits that were good that we that we did, but we were a team that were coming together, you know. First time we played together. And there was a couple of young lads that were I didn't know now until afterwards, but they were trialing, they were trying out different clubs, you know. Uh, they were just trying out home farm, obviously in this case. But at the end of the game, after being hammered, I sat them down and I said and I started asking them what do you think 
how do you think we did, etc. And this young lad said, yous, not we, yous were shite. <laughs> so he wasn't for hanging around. I never saw him again after that. But Paul, if you don't mind, just, just what I think it is, you're talking about the child again I'm remembering I'm, I'm speaking to air coaches and air parents especially in Belvedere where I'm talking to the parents about you know on the way home he's heard that from a parent maybe in the car Paul mm-hmm. so we talk to air parents about you know you're on the way home and, and myself and Paul are driving home and the two boys are sitting in the back and we don't think they're listening mm-hmm. and we're going Paul Smith jumping is crap I don't know why he's even in the squad I don't know why he's in the team mm-hmm. That's horrendous stuff. Sure, yeah. The two boys are sitting in the back. They're going, yeah, he is crap, yeah. They go back training on Tuesday. They tell the other four. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a great point because you, you sometimes can let your guard down yeah. without realising, like, yeah. We, we'd yeah. say that the parents, that you, you, like, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a big, big responsibility on you. Mm. You know, if you have a problem with something, you come to the coach or you come to me or whatever, but do not speak like that in front of the kids yeah. because they eventually alienate the younger the, or the player. Mm. You yeah. won't pass the ball to them and all that mm. stuff. So, sorry, just... It just well, you know what, speaking of nuggets, I think that's a great nugget to finish on um, because we, we've probably all been there. <laughs> and in the car, you just, you can, you can let your guard down. Paul, I'll give you a little story about, you know, getting people and help and trying to get help. Uh, I work out, I work out DCU with a fella, lad called Declan Roach. You remember Declan? Do you know yeah, Declan? No, I do. Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Declan came to me and he says, Johnny, I have a plan here, he said. And you won the Collingwood. Yeah, and yeah. Declan came to me two and a half, three years, whatever it was. He said, Johnny, I have a plan here. I want to win the Collingwood Cup. Mm. Would you come on board with your help, your experience, your knowledge? And Decky got me on board. Now, and I'm not saying because it, it was me we won it. It was a group effort, a team effort. It took us a bit of time. But imagine, like, Decky would have said, I have to bring Johnny McDonald in. He was probably more high profile than I am. All the stuff that comes with being at that level. And we worked together. And the outcome was we won it. He, he, you have to, I, I, I think about Decky and, and the choice he had to make. He's bringing somebody in that's highly more experienced than him to work underneath them, mm. not to be over... Do you know where they're coming from? So that worked. Yeah, listen, Johnny, they say in leadership theory, you surround yourself by people with the skills you don't have yourself. You know? right. And it's great, it's great in a book, but doing it in yeah. practice is a different thing. Well, well, well I have to say to Decky Roach, you'll be listening, well done, Decky, you've done mm. it. <laughs> no, absolutely, yeah. And I spoiled your, uh, your story there by saying you won the Collingwood. That was your... Your punchline. It was a, it was a 99-year plan. You only won it once in 100 years. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, but, but, but it's just, and again, it's a bit of, it's a, it's a story, but it's true and it's factual. And Decky made that choice to say, I need them people around me. Mm. You know, and it, it took a little bit of time, but we got there and we, we eventually got there. So it it takes it takes a bit of, a bit of courage to say, yeah, I'm going to use experience from outside. Check out thegrassrootscoach.com, a community of grassroots soccer coaches for the sharing of knowledge and best practices.